All right, everyone. Before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce you to our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Competing with friends in fantasy doesn't stop at the final whistle. And on Champions Round, you can take your fantasy game to the next level since they are the micro-fantasy sports platform. Champions Round is the only round-based fantasy sports game with four to six week long fantasy competitions. So they break up the season into small chunks, giving you more chances to draft the perfect team and of course, to win. You can do your mock drafts, play PPR, play with friends, with family, or even us. Play with us, your draft queens. So go on, download the Champions Round app right now and use code DQ when you download. This is very important. It's very important. Use code DQ when you download because if you do, you get $22 free. And that's $22 like the king, Derrick Henry. Download the Champions Round app on the App Store or Google Play Store to play today. All right. And now let's get into today's episode. up everybody it's your draft queens kate michelle here for what i believe to be week eight michelle where are we is time a flat circle i don't i don't really know even how far along we are this season but it seems that we're nearing the halfway point of our fantasy lives we are indeed at week eight which is not exactly sort of we're close to halfway. It's not officially mm. halfway. So don't wish it away. Don't wish it away. Yeah, I guess it's it's almost halfway through the regular season. However, for fantasy, we're nearing playoffs. So we're starting <laughs> to get down to crunch time, baby. Week eight is a big one. I feel like this is where all the burners turn on. I mean, look, let's just all be very thankful that we got out of week seven relatively unscathed, or at least I did, because those buys were rough last week, and I am very happy to see a lot of my guys back in my lineup, not nearly as stressful as it was last week. So I, I came out relatively unscathed. I, I won. I got a win with a lot of my guys on buy, and I'm feeling good going into week eight, that's for sure. So where are you standing in terms of our fantasy rankings like where's your team at you're feeling good about week eight that's good so i'm in second i'm six and one uh crazily enough there's still someone that's undefeated in our league i cannot wait to play him somebody needs to take him down please um however i while i'm in second and i'm not upset about that i will just say that i have almost a hundred actually more than a hundred more points than the player in first so i feel like my team is doing good really good six and one lots of points scored for me uh i i rebounded after that horribly saddening loss um to you last week and uh yeah i i feel really good going into week eight i like i like some of the matchups uh that i've got going on how about you uh i feel the same way it's funny because as much as i'm in fifth right now uh i am second in scoring behind you so I feel like we got a one-two punch going on right here. It just <laughs> depends on what week you catch people. I caught you on a good week, uh, unfortunately for you. But uh, I would say that we've got two really solid teams, as always. It just it just has to do with when you catch people on what week. And if it was week seven last week for Bymageddon, it's going to be harder for the folks who have 
people sitting. So it's all good over here. I'm feeling like I'm riding high into week eight in the fifth spot. Yep. And uh, I've got a matchup I think I can take on this week. Let's I, hope. I play my husband this week, so this is always a fun time at, the, uh, at our household when we, when we battle each other in fantasy. Mm. We also had, like, generally a very good week. You you may have caught, uh, for those of you listening, you may have caught that Michelle and I went on vacation to Indianapolis last week. <laughs> very true. Uh, earlier this week, we kind of, we put out an episode that we recorded out in Indianapolis. We went to a wedding. We had a hell of a time. I don't know. I feel like across the board, personal life, fantasy football life, DQ life, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling well. I'm feeling well, I'm like, right, a, like a fine steak. I am right there with you. And that said, maybe we can continue the good streak going and uh, you could tell us if you have just one thing for us this week. I do, but it looks like I, you may have a just one thing too because this has to do with you <laughs> and your fantasy team. And uh, I, I think the topic of this week is what can Derrick Henry not do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What can he not do? It's been kind of like the trending thing happening right now is folks are joking online. Derrick Henry can pass catch. He can rush. All of a sudden, as of week set, seven, he can now throw touchdowns. What can this man not do? I, I, legitimately nothing. I could not be more thrilled with this pick that I made in the first round for fantasy. Honestly, I wish that I had him in every league. It's it's just like, even on a bad day, it's a great day for this guy. And when he yeah. threw a touchdown pass last week, I was like, wait, what is happening? Oh my God. That's the, he's the only reason that you almost took me down by like a 40 point differential. I'm and aware. We've been, we've been over it. I just, I find it really interesting and thrilling that between Derrick Henry and also Tom Brady, I mean, you your team has, no wonder you have the highest point total in the league. You have the two highest scoring fantasy players. Yes. Full stop. Full, full stop. stop. Most touchdowns, most rushing yards, most passing yards. And you know what? I took Tommy Beans in the fifth round, and I really was kicking myself after the draft. But guess what? Kick no more. Guess what? Kick no more. He is numero uno. That feels really, really good. That's really the just one thing this week is just reveling in the high scorers. So the Derrick Henrys, the Tom Brady's, you know, our teams really great. I'm feeling, I'm feeling high. I'm feeling high on life. I feel good about it too. I think like I was really nervous because I had, I think I had like the second or third pick in our league. I had the second or third pick in my other league. I'd never had Derrick Henry on my team before. I was a little bit nervous because he had such a huge season last season. I was like, is that going to continue this year or am I going to draft him early and get screwed? That did not happen. That I will say in my other league, I took Dalvin Cook first. That is not panning out nearly as well as Derrick Henry is. Well, it's probably a good way to transition into who you should know about for week eight, stardom, sit em, most notably for injury report and for the Dalvin Cooks of the world or 
or maybe it's, I mean, I know Devontae Adams is sitting with COVID. There's all sorts of stuff by the time you're hearing this episode. You know, there's been some some tumult on the Green Bay Packers and all that jazz, but there's quite a few noteworthy injuries that I feel like we should talk about. And the one that I can talk to firsthand is, when is Dawson Knox coming back? I wasted a ton of fab dollars on that guy, and he's got a broken hand, so... Yeah, I think they're saying, like, three weeks with the broken hand, so uh, I've seen guys play with the club, I think, uh, on their hand, you know, after these kinds of injuries, so they're going to want to get him back into the lineup as soon as they they can, Um, but I think they're saying, like, three to four weeks um, on Dawson Knox, so that's not great for the Bills and for fantasy owners. A couple of other ones. Thank God this list is somewhat truncated from our other weeks because I hate rattling off all the injuries. Uh, Miles Sanders on Philly, out. Baker Mayfield still nursing a shoulder injury. And crazy news, like J.J. Uh, Watt. J.J. Watt. All needs, of a sudden, popping up needs, out of nowhere. He needs season-ending shoulder surgery. So he's out for week eight. Um, I think they're trying to figure out when to do this surgery and I mean look the Cardinals are undefeated so they're probably going to the playoffs if not beyond so I I think what they're gonna try to do is find a way to get this surgery in really quick and then hope that he's recovered and hope that the team is in the playoffs and he can rejoin them then but man what a letdown after you know all the offseason uh excitement about him joining the team that is a uh very devastating loss uh for Arizona Yeah, I'm sure that by the time you're hearing this, they will have talked about this on the Thursday night football game between the Cardinals and the Packers. Um, So, but we had to bring we had to bring it up. It's JJ. You got to bring it up. Yeah, because it's JJ fucking Watt, and he's the best, (laughs) and uh, it's a massive blow for the Cardinals. Luckily, there are two teams that are sitting this week and have bye weeks, so you don't have to worry about the Ravens. You don't have to worry about the Raiders. Thank Um, God, it's only two teams. Can we just say that? Oh my gosh. Two yes. teams only, everybody, and arguably two teams that have probably guys that you would normally play, but we also think there's some good you know, uh, guys still out there that you're going to be able to play this week, knowing it's only those two on by. Luckily, unlike week seven, which was by Mageddon and a smattering of noteworthy <laughs> injuries, for week eight, it's a little bit more straightforward. We've got a lot of players coming back, so we have a lot to talk about for week eight in terms of who we stream and what we do here start and sit is coming up right now all right let's get into stardom sit for week eight and you know the drill. If you're listening with your sweet, sweet earballs and you are a fan of this show, you know that we are sponsored by the one and only Champions Round. And Champions Round, if you are a betting man or woman, uh, it may be the app for you. You can do four to six week micro fantasy sports, all sorts of betting. Uh, when you log on to the Champions Round app using either the App Store or the Google Play Store, And once you download the app, go in there, play around, and you can use code DQ to get $22 free, like Derrick Henry's number. That's $22 free when you use the code DQ and download the Champions Round app. Um, Michelle, I know that you have a little anecdote from using Champions Round this week. Do you want to tell the people what went on? Like, the good fortune that you can have from using Champions Round? Yeah, I mean, okay, so they just started their paid boost ball, which will run week 7 through week 12. Essentially, you get 
uh, you get money, you buy your team, and then you pick a boost player, and that player gets two times uh, the amount of points that they score. So this is a six-week you know, thing that we're looking at here. I will tell you the Draft Queens are currently sitting in second place in that boost game, and uh, I look forward to taking home the, the number one slot at the end of week 12. So if you're listening to this and you're in that, take a look. Draft Queens crushing it. If you are not, as Kate said, DQ code twenty two free dollars, and you got to get in one of these boosts in the uh, in the next round. Yeah, get involved, people. It's great. We love Champions Round. What we also love is fantasy football. So we've got some moves to make on Week Eight, and as usual, we're going to start with running backs. Now, I can speak to a very easy start because he's been on my fantasy team this entire season. And I've really enjoyed watching Joe Mixon play. The reason that he's a start this week, Michelle, is because he is just putting up the points. And he has a great, if not arguably the best matchup of his season against the Jets this week. Um, He's also had four straight games where he has scored for the Bengals. And uh, fun fact, I watched, we were in Cincinnati after we went to uh, Indiana, Indianapolis, and we watched with a bunch of fans uh, of the Bengals in Cincinnati. We watched the last game. It was a ton of fun, and it gives me a whole new love for starting Joe Mixon in my lineup. Uh, Could not agree more. This matchup against the Jets is amazing for them. This team is really, really, really clicking. I think we pretty much have a Cincinnati player in almost every section of stardom because they're playing the Jets. Uh, Love Joe Mixon. I actually traded for Joe Mixon in my other league, and I'm feeling very good about the returns from Joe. So in your lineups this week, for sure, he's going to go off. The, did you already say this? The Jets giving up 79 rec- uh, receiving yards per game to running backs. So also a good little yeah. antidote that, yes, on the ground, but also through the air, a couple of little Joey B to Joey Mixon passes, going to rack you up some more points in uh, PPR. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, like let's keep it in the Midwest fam here. Let's talk a little bit about Dearness Johnson, who uh, I – actually got to call a spade a spade. I kind of had a bad start and sit uh, when it when it comes to running backs for uh, for the Browns. Last week, I had started Demetric Felton, mm. who is another running back slash wide receiver uh, for the Browns. Now, it turns out after now that Nick Chubb is sitting, uh, Dearness Johnson is actually the number one who's backfilling behind Chubb and... Um, uh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Thank Hunt. You. Yep, Kareem gotcha. Hunt. Um, so Dearness Johnson's the start there and not Demetric Felton. Well, let me be clear. Yeah, 100%. And especially this week, knowing that Chubb is probably going to be back in, he may have limited snaps. But here's the thing. Dearness showed up last week. He was an absolute beast till the end. Like, Dope. amazing, right? So I still think that he's a decent start this week, especially if you have someone else um, that's on by. He could be a good flex play for you. And yes, I understand that Nick Chubb is coming back. However, he will be limited. They don't want him to re-aggravate his injury. And we've seen it. It's proven that Cleveland can handle two backs that play really well together in Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I think that Dearness is still a good play. Obviously, as Chubb gets stronger, he'll, you know, regain more of the carries. But... This is a this is a fairly run forward offense and Dearness stepped up big time for them and I I don't think that'll go unnoticed. So, I think he's still a decent play this week. Uh it 
it was not lost on me last week, that's for sure, and watching the wrong running back run backwards. <laughs> so I'm uh, – and and see everybody else who picked up Dearness Johnson play him. So uh, I think this is another strong week in week eight to play him again. I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, another sort of backup situation where someone, you know, has really stepped up is uh, Khalil Herbert on the Bears. So there's been some injuries as well as some COVID situations over – in Chicago, uh, David Montgomery with a knee injury um, has been um, out, but it looks like they're you know getting him closer to a return. Damian Williams was on COVID uh, on the COVID list, but looks like he'll be making a return sooner than later. That said, clear her Herbert 100 yards last week um, against the Bucks, who do have a pretty decent defense, I should say. Um, five catches, 33 yards, didn't find the end zone, but still a really strong game. They play San Francisco this week. I still think that he's going to get some looks. I still think that that's going to be a really good um, player for you to have in your lineup this week. This mm-hmm. week, Yeah. Now let's talk about the folks who are throwing them the ball. We've got a couple, a couple possibilities here. And I'm sure that quarterback streaming is uh, in high demand given last week was by McGinnon. So if you're looking for a strong quarterback, I myself streamed Carson Wentz. And I can tell you definitively, as a Titans fan, that the Colts-Titans game that's going to happen this week, I have a feeling it's going to be high scoring. And if I have ever kicked myself more, it's that we're not in Indy this weekend because I wish we were and we could go to that game. That would have been epic. Yeah, so the Colts are playing at home against the Titans, and I feel like it's going to be a good week for Carson. Uh especially with the Titans' defense not looking great at all right. whatsoever. Yeah, the Titans are winning games, but they're not uh, – it's not like they're still getting a lot of points scored against them. I, I I think this game is a shootout. I know it's one of your favorite, like, conference showdowns. Both yeah. teams, you know, are on a little bit of a, a win streak here. Um, I Yeah, I think between, you know, Wentz and, and Tannehill, like, I think it's a, it's a shootout over there this week. I'm wondering if it's going to be the same because as I was streaming Carson Wentz, I also, my regular quarterback who I had to bench for that moment is Dak Prescott. So he is always a start, but another shootout this week could be uh, could be the Cardinals and the Cowboys. So another high-scoring game potentially is on the docket, and I yeah. think that those are starts. I really like Kirk Cousins this week. I think the Vikings are coming off by. I think, you know, they're going to be getting Dalvin Cook back. So they'll, you know, there'll be a little bit of uh, more attention on the run game, mm-hmm. which normally will free up uh, the pass game a bit. Um, so, yeah, I like Kirk Cousins this week. Um, I like Dak coming off a of bye as well. I, I, I don't think either one of those defenses is necessarily anything to write home about. I see that as a potential another shootout as well. And I like both of those guys. If you asked me, I think I like Kirk Cousins better than Dak, but I think really? both of them. I think both of them are in a great spot this week. It's uh, interesting. I'm going to a Vikings game, and I think I said the Cardinals, but I meant the Vikings because I'm having a brain fart. But just bear with me. Um, I'm seeing the Vikings play in just a few weeks, so oh, maybe nice. there's a fun just one thing coming soon. Ooh. But I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, how your boy Kirky plays. 
Same here. We do love Kirky. And as I mentioned, spoiler alert, I'm going to men- mention a Cincinnati Bengal in every one of the starts and in QB, yes. Joe yes. Burrow. Joe Burrow is crushing it. This is exactly what we hoped for. I was so high on him last year. I was so sad when he got hurt. Like, legitimately, I was sad. Um, I'm so glad he's back. He's crushing it. Let me just tell you something. Two touchdowns. Tell me. Please, preach. He's in every game. This is his touchdown count. Two, two, three, two, two, three, three. Are you kidding me, Joe Burrow? That's insane. He's good at his job, I would say. He's very good at his job. And not only is he very good at his job, he is playing a team that is very bad at their job in the New York Jets. I think this is going to be a career day for Joe Burrow in your lineup for sure. I can tell you I have Joe Burrow in my lineup this week over Tom Brady because I love this matchup so much. Wow. Now that is a scorching hot take. Holy shit. You're playing Joey B over the top grossing quarterback for fantasy right now, Tom Brady. I indeed am. And that leads me right into wide receivers because I will tell you why I'm doing this. Mm. Chase, uh, Jamar Chase, amazing rookie season. He and Joey B went to college together. They're clearly clicking. They have such a chemistry. They trust one another. It's amazing and fun to watch. You definitely want Jamar Jamar Chase in your lineup. This is the other reason that I'm playing Joey B over Tom Brady is because I have Jamar Chase and I am salivating at the Joey B Jamar Chase stack this week against the Jets. Let's go Cincy. Let's go Cincy. I'm smiling ear to ear because not only am I now a new newly born Midwestern gal after going to Indianapolis (laughs) and Cincinnati. Goes to Indianapolis once. (laughs) Yes, goes to Indianapolis once, goes to Cincinnati once and watches the Bengals game with Bengals fans at a Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm now a convert. I'm really excited. They love the Bengals. Bengals fans rock. I see you. I hear you. I love you now. Um, I love Jamar Chase. I also, I'm really excited to see for wide receivers that we talk a lot about injury reports. We don't too often spotlight coming off of injury, um, but Jerry Judy's coming back, and that's really exciting. I know that a lot of Jerry Judy owners have just been sitting on Jerry Judy for a long time, but it's the return of Jerry Judy. Uh, He's coming back to the Broncos, and... uh, I think that he and Teddy B will be a really nice duo there alongside, obviously, Courtland Sutton, who has had a great season at wideout and for fantasy. Yeah, I, I like this matchup that they have this week. I think Courtland Sutton, you know, obviously has been the number one over there. He's definitely starting to pick up some steam. Uh, would love him to find the end zone a little bit more, but I think that he's going to have a great week um, with with Teddy. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you love to see someone coming back in Jerry Judy. So it definitely makes, uh, it just makes the Broncos, you know, look, they were off to a really, really strong start. Um, took, a, took a couple of hits here and there. Uh, but I think Jerry Judy, you know, being available for week eight, uh, the matchup against Washington feels good. Don't want to probably push Jerry Judy too hard too soon. So uh, while I like him and I'm excited for him to come back, I prefer the Cortland Sutton play this week until Jerry Judy mm. gets his legs back. But excited. Nice when people come back after a, uh, a week one injury. Yeah, I'm 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 very excited to see him back on the field. I really like Jerry Judy, but uh, I do think that he'll he'll ease back in like anyone else coming off an injury for eight weeks. Oh, exactly. my God. <laughs> exactly. Now, should we continue the trend here? Because I'm sensing a trend for all of these <laughs> positional starts. Uh, if we look at tight ends, 
Do you want to guess who is starting, who is a start for tight ends? I mean, how are you not playing CJ Uzuma? Like, uh, the Bengals versus the Jets. He literally got three targets for 91 yards last week. Two of those catches were in the end zone. So while he doesn't get a lot of targets, let's be, I just want to be very clear, especially from a PPR perspective, he doesn't get a lot of targets, but when the ball is thrown to him, he catches it. And a lot of times he catches it in the end zone. Mm. I think that Burrow's going to be just tossing the ball everywhere, spreading the love. I think he gets in the end zone again this week. Probably not huge, you know, numbers in a PPR league. Like I said, he doesn't get a ton of targets. But if you're in half PPR or or non-PPR, I think this guy scores a touchdown again this week. Love love this matchup. I don't know how many times I can possibly say that. Yeah, I, it's going to be, there's going to be uh, a theme here for sure. Uh, and I also, it's funny, the the thing that I wonder about for CJ Uzoma, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm just reading it and I'm calling it as it lies, uh, but it, it reminds me a little bit of Robert Tanyan, like I don't feel like I've heard a ton about CJ Uzoma until now. Until now, yeah. similarly to Robert Tanyan last year where he was the person who, you know, for the first time... Aaron Rodgers was looking at in the end zone. Uh, I'm sensing the same for Joey B and CJ. So we'll see if they continue to connect. Very true. Uh, another guy I like this week, um, Dallas Goddard. So we talked, I think, on last week's episode about Zach Ertz getting traded to the Cardinals. Oh, by the way, I was totally right. I'm pretty sure I called it that Zach Ertz would score a touchdown in his debut for Arizona. Mm. And he did. Thank you very much. Um, I like Dallas Goddard. He obviously is the number one over there. He's he's played with, you know, Ertz. Those guys really learned a lot from one another. Um, and I think he's just on an upward trend, especially with uh, a, a matchup this week against the Lions. Lions That's ain't a, great. Such a good call. Haven't won a game. He's on the upward trajectory. Um, again, similar to CJ, he doesn't get a ton of targets, so he really needs to find the end zone. And I think that he's got a pretty good pretty good look at the end zone against the Lions this week. I can tell you definitively that, well, I can only speak for Zach Ertz, but I was very proud of myself for picking up Zach Ertz last week, starting him and picking up like 15 fantasy points. Hell yeah. I told you, I told you he was getting in the end zone. Good call. Good, good spending, good spending your fab dollars. Yeah. Thank you. 51 fab dollars. It's a lot of fab dollars, (laughs) but I just couldn't stand to lose. He scored He scored a touchdown. And although the game will have already happened by the time people are listening, I hope after we finish recording this and you watch the game, he scores again tonight. I do too. I really do too. Now, let's get to the end of starts here because I do have a very important question about streaming defenses this week. Okay. Um, I I would say that our league and my other league are running thin on defenses oh, so yeah. I couldn't make I couldn't make a decision on Tuesday or Wednesday I just okay. couldn't okay um I also didn't want to use my waiver claim on a defense so I waited till Wednesday just Fair. to see what happened so now I'm stuck now I'm stuck <laughs> now I'm stuck now I know that the obvious recommendation here in continuing the theme is Cincinnati versus the Jets. Who, the Jets who, don't have Zach right. Wilson. Who wasn't like I did see a lot of people picking Cincy up in in my league, so that tells me that they they were available. And whoever snagged him, lucky you, because I tried to snag him in one league and I was too low on the waiver priority. Mm-hmm. Now here's my question for you. I'm sitting on a weird one right now, and the projection for the Carolina Panthers right now Mm -hmm. 
is 5.6 points okay. against Atlanta, against the Falcons. Okay. I am tempted to continue to start them mm-hmm. because their matchup against Atlanta, they have great pass coverage, mm-hmm. and I think that they will do a good job sticking like glue to the Falcons. I also think that in similar situations against similarly ranked teams, against the Jets, against Houston, against Philadelphia, um, they've scored an average of about, I mean, they came out at the beginning of the season with nine points, 12 points, eight points, right? They were really strong in the first three games of the season. I'm trying to figure out if that lasts against the Falcons. I don't know, but I think I'm going to start them, even though it's a risky, uh, it's a risky bet. It is a bit risky. I have Carolina in my other league. I was attempting to drop Carolina in favor of Cincy. As I said, I did not get Cincy because I was too low on the waiver wire. Yep. Um, That said, similar situation. There's really not a lot of defenses that I find interesting to pick up. But when I look at the, you know, when I look at what Carolina's done historically and when I think about a Falcons offense that is not what it was years ago, I think if that's the situation you're in, you play them um, because you're probably right. There's probably not very many other good options left out there on, on the waivers this week. It's really, it's really hard out here. Uh, the other one I'm trying to look into is who's playing who's playing the Seahawks. <laughs> uh, but I don't really know. So who knows? Um, I don't, but I just I don't wanted to ask it. you about who are the who I'm playing care I'm playing Carolina D in my other league, and Seattle's playing Jacksonville, which I don't. I think that's I maybe think that's getting available. That might be yeah. getting too cute, anyway. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I just had to ask your opinion on that because I was kind of sitting on the fence uh, for this week at least because I'm struggling to stream a D. They do pretty well in the sack situation. They do pretty well in how many points they give up against them. The worst week that they had was against Dallas, and I do not think that Atlanta is on par with Dallas. So I think don't get too cute with it if that's who you have, uh, unless there's an obvious Cincinnati-type matchup, you know, that's out there. I think you you hold on to, to Carolina there. Okay. Thank you for the advice. I will keep them right where they are in my lineup, and I will not sit them. You know who I will sit? Demetric Felton. <laughs> We've already talked about it. Do not play him. No. That was a mistake. Don't listen to my advice from last week. Start Dearness Johnson. Sit Demetric Felton. 100% agree with that sit. I think uh, rolling rolling into the sit section kind of carries mm. us from this Carolina conversation. Uh, I don't like Mike Davis on the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think he's producing anything interesting. And I will say, I will not name names, but someone in our DQ League tried to trade me uh, a player. Uh, one, I forget who the other player was, but Mike Ooh, Davis. Give us a tea. Mike Davis was one of them. And I was like, no. Like, how do we even, how are you even <laughs> going to try to pull the rug over my eyes and pretend that Mike Davis is having anything remotely close to a decent season? That is a hard pass. No, thank you. Sit mm. him. And if someone tries to trade him, don't take it. Pass. <laughs> They're trying to pull the wool right over our eyes. But right they over can't. my eyes. Get out of here. No, because we're wolves and not sheep. We won't have the <laughs> wool pulled over our eyes. Yeah. Um, I have a similar this is this is more of a question than it is a definitive sit, but I feel like Miles Gaskin right now on the Dolphins is extremely boomer bust. 
Um, I caught him last week on a boom week, which was just too bad because he was the reason that I lost my fantasy week. Um, but the last four weeks goes go as follows. Week 7, 15.7 points, half PPR. Uh, week 6, 2.4 points. Week 5, 27 points. Week 4, 0.3 points. I just feel really nervous, especially in week eight versus Buffalo. Yeah. I think he's a massive sit this week because he has gone back and forth with these extra high, extra low scores. The floor feels really low. I totally agree. I think the floor feels really low. Buffalo's coming off a bye. I think that defense is extremely strong. I think Miami's really going to struggle. Um, and, you know, Miles Gaskin, for the record, has not scored any touchdowns on the ground. He's scored a few a few through the air, which is great from a points perspective, but nothing on the ground, and he's a running back. He hasn't topped 70 rushing yards in any of the games, so I don't feel excited about that matchup or him at all this week. I think he's a bust and I would be sitting Miles Gaskin this week. Yeah, let's um let's keep this on the same. I mean, there's a I'm realizing that there's a a theme in every weekly episode and that if you're going to sit Miles Gaskin as your running back for the Dolphins, you probably should be sitting Tua as your quarterback for the Dolphins against the Bills defense. Yeah, you look, Tua had an amazing week last week uh, through four touchdowns, totally crushed it from a fantasy perspective, and honestly came at a really good time for people that probably had their number one uh, yes, I you know, him. quarterbacks on by. Now that your quarterbacks are probably back, I don't think there's any reason you play Tua this week. It's a terrible matchup. He's still good to have on your team if you've got the roster spot available for him. But look, he saved probably a lot of people's weeks last week by putting up four touchdowns when the likes of Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and all these guys are on by. He came in and had a performance that's on par with one of those quarterbacks. So he was amazing last week. It was great to see him back out there on the field. I don't like this matchup against Buffalo. Um, I definitely would not be playing him. And honestly, like, I can't wait for this November 2nd trade deadline to just happen because I'm so tired of hearing about Deshaun Watson. Like, I'm just over it. Like, let Tua do Tua and just let the guy live, you know? Like, he's he's throwing touchdowns. He's throwing yards. He's set. He's settling in over there. He had an injury. He came back from it. I'm just so tired of hearing about Deshaun Watson, like, what's going to happen. That yep. said, I don't like Tua this week. But um, I wouldn't say that he is someone that you should drop. I think he's good to have, you know, as a backup just in case. Yep, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I also really enjoyed starting him because he had a good week and he subbed in for uh, one of my leagues. I can't remember if it was for Dak who was sitting or someone that got sat in by Mageddon. But exactly. I streamed, I streamed Wentz and I streamed Tua. And this week is just not a good week for Tua. So he's definitely a sit, whereas I think Wentz is a start. So so here's, um, so here's another interesting one. Sam Darnold, yeah. Sam Darnold definitely started off looking a lot better than we thought. He obviously looked way better than he did on the Jets. I think that seems to be tailing off a little bit for him. Um, there's been many more interceptions than one would like to see. I'm also, he got benched last week against the Giants, which is just dreadful because the Giants aren't good. Um, And to bring it back around full circle, not only I think are you sitting him this week, but there's also rumors Deshaun Watson to to Carolina because they're not happy with Darnold. Is is he going to the Dolphins? Here's the thing. Just fast forward me, please, to November 2nd so I don't Mm. have to hear about this anymore. I'm so tired of it. And the fact of the matter is, is like, Deshaun Watson is facing sexual sexual assault allegations. Like, 
I don't care where he gets traded. He's still not playing football. So uh, yes, uh, 22 for the record. 22. Can you tell I'm just very, very annoyed about like, why is his name even in the headlines? Just get Uh, it out. Sorry. uh, I, uh, I would direct everyone. I could only tweet this on my personal Twitter because I can't represent this for the two of us on our draft queens Twitter. (laughs) Feel free to go to my personal at not Kate Walsh Twitter. Um, I have some very strong feelings about Deshaun Watson, and they're not good. Spoiler. So he can I, fuck right off, in yeah, my opinion. I, I just, I'm so sick of seeing his name in the headlines. Like, I just don't even care. I don't even understand why people care to write about him potentially being traded when the more important situation is all of the sexual assault allegations he has against him. Like, also, I, agree. I don't care if Miami doesn't think Tua is the franchise quarterback or Sam Darnold's on a little bit of a downward trend. Um, they're upstanding citizens who can play football, so why would you yeah. even want to bring this guy to your organization? I totally agree. I think it's a parasite on any organization, so he can get. The, I'm not going to mention that name anymore. He can get the fuck yeah, out of the get NFL. Yeah, get it out of here. Let's move on to uh, wide receivers you should sit because I don't want to get all worked up anymore. Yeah, me neither, but it's it remains to be said on the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First sit. From my vantage point, and it's, again, the antithesis of the Jerry Judys and the Cortland Suttons of the world, unfortunately, there comes a time when every wide receiver needs to be dropped from your lineup and or sat. Um, I think it's that time for Tim Patrick at all. Any of the other wide receivers will now become obsolete that you have may have yeah. streamed in weeks one through seven. Um, too bad about that, but... Happy day for Jerry Judy owners, I suppose. Yeah, I, th- I think definitely not a start for Tim Patrick anymore. Um, <clears throat> he definitely stepped up uh, while there were some injuries over there, but um, I think he'll unfortunately just see you know less looks going forward with uh, with Jerry Judy coming back. I agree with you. And and here's a name that we don't really bring up, probably because he has not caught a touchdown pass at all this year. Um, Odell Beckham, like definitely not playing him. Potentially start. Uh, oh drop, yeah. Potentially dropping him, especially with the you know, the Baker Mayfield injury. I don't think that bodes well at all for Odell Beckham. So we haven't really brought that name up very much, but um, I guess there's a reason why. You know what's also interesting, Michelle? If we're talking about OBJ, we are doing an episode next Wednesday uh, about the Madden curse. And if you'll remember, I think it's 2016 where Odell Beckham Jr. was on the cover. Um, If you don't know what the Madden curse is, we're going to break it down for you next Wednesday. So stay tuned there. But this may be OBJ's Madden curse finally continuing (laughs) to strike. There you go. There you go. Uh, How about from a tight end perspective? I always struggle with the tight end uh, with the tight end, you know, situation, just because it does feel like there are so many, there's just such a limited number of folks. The one guy I'll call out that I think is, you know, a bust this week is is Ricky Sales-Jones. I think I said the exact opposite about him last week. I thought that he was going to be the guy with Logan Thomas being injured, but I'm just not liking what I'm seeing, and I don't like this matchup against the Broncos. So hopefully you had your number one guy on by last week, and maybe you had Ricky mm-hmm. Seals just because you had needed him. Uh, I don't think he's a great start this week, though, against the Broncos. Yeah, um... I have one that's on the fence, and I agree with Ricky Seals-Jones. I know that a lot of people, you know, just by default, it, week seven was a really difficult week, so I get it. I'm not holding that against anyone. Yeah. Um, I am curious, for those of whom are thinking of picking up Tommy Sweeney, if that's potentially a good start, 
or just a total bust sit playing the Dolphins this week, uh, back up to Dawson Knox. I think if you really are in a situation where you need someone because your number one guy is on by, I think it's a good, it could be a good look because I think that Buffalo is going to be able to run the score up against um, Miami. But again, like it's not his go-to guy the way Dawson Knox yeah. is. So I'm not sure. And when you've got people like Beasley, Diggs, you know, and Emmanuel Sanders who can also catch the ball, I just don't know how many looks Sweeney will get. I feel the same way, and that's why I think he's falling into my sit category. Um, so don't get too cute with that. Don't get, don't get too cute. Okay, last but not least, um, defenses you definitely should not be playing this week. The Jets, they're playing Cincy. Houston, they're playing the Rams. Miami, they're playing Buffalo. So just... Don't go down that path. You're probably not playing them anyway, but I'm just saying it out loud on the microphone so that you guys hear me. I think that's uh, that's probably, yeah, use your best intuition with who to sit for defenses. Now, if you're, if you're contemplating getting a little bit cute, which we talked about during the start section, um, but I think that there's also the option to pick up some of the more robust offenses, right? And seeing if they can stack up against defenses like the Vikings versus uh, the Cowboys. They're coming off a bye week. I-, I personally would sit both of those teams from a defensive standpoint. I-, I don't think it's the best. I would probably, I mean, obviously I'm starting Carolina over either of those potential defenses. So I think that's a sit this week as well. I am with you. Okay. We are now through week eight, start sit. Hopefully everyone found that interesting and helpful and exciting. I will leave you with <laughs> my sneaky stash for the week. Oh, um, yes. Especially since we are getting close to this trade deadline. Obviously, you've already seen the headlines that Mark Ingram got traded over to the Saints and will be reunited with Alvin Kamara. So that could be a very good pickup if uh, if he's not on your lineup. I think his value just went up. Um, Marlon Mack, I think I might have mentioned this in in another week. He does want to be traded. We're approaching the trade deadline. He is a solid running back. I think he could be a sneaky stash. I'm holding on to him um, in hopes that a good trade uh, emerges here uh, for the coming weeks. You heard it here first, folks. I will say I'm still still sneaky stashing Rondale Moore from forever ago, and one day I hope this will pay off, but I don't know if it will. Mm. I like these sneaky stashes much much better um <laughs> thank you for your wisdom and expertise michelle this was a lot of fun Whew, great episode episode for week eight is a good one felt good it i mean it's no indianapolis that's for damn sure it's no going to a fun wedding and drinking our faces off and having a good old time so <laughs> but this will do this will do this is just do. as much fun I and i love doing this every week so at least week eight is a little more manageable than week seven was agreed anything else for the uh for the ear balls today that's all for friday ear balls um if you've forgotten because i haven't mentioned this in a few weeks but just remember that we are on social media and we tweet about all sorts of things at the underscore draft queens and we're also on instagram at the draft queens um i'm also double mentioning it because now we have a merch line so if you want to buy some some draft queens gear oh yeah get fresh get some fresh hats get some fresh pocket shirts do your thing i mean if you're trying to swag into the playoffs now is the time to go get your dq merch at yourdraftqueens.com slash merch um, and last but certainly not least, if you're trying to treat yourself, if you need a little pick-me-up, um, keep listening to the show, obviously, every week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 
but follow us on socials because last week, if you did listen to the show, you know that we gave away a signed Derrick Henry jersey, and we also gave away a signed Jonu Smith jersey. So if you're following along with us for the rest of the season on our social channels and on our podcast, you could have a chance to win. So that's pretty exciting. I think that's all I have to say, though, Michelle. Anything else for the people? No way. We're out. Week eight. Go out and get some wins, everybody. Yes. I thought you were going to say get some wings, but get some wings, too. Also get wings. Wings, (laughs) Wings and wins fantasy football style. That sounds amazing.